Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. The One Show Show, the podcast that takes TV's The One Show by the scruff of its neck and rubs its nose in its own droppings. As ever, part one of this week's ep... As ever, part one of this week's ep dropped yesterday, so if you'd like this, part two, to make any kind of sense, as usual, we recommend going back to listen to that first. Taking the deep dive into TV's shallowest programme this week, Tom Price, Beth Granville. Wednesday's where they started to acknowledge the errors of Tuesday. Oh yeah, they opened with a back reference to Tuesday, didn't they? It was amazing. Welcome to the Wood Show with Matt Baker. And Angela Scanlon. Now, last night, McFly announced... Well, actually, Angela, you announced, didn't I you, did. by accident? I got a bit excited, didn't I? <laughs> Sorry, I'll try to keep it together. It's getting, no. like, it's getting like 24, where you start yeah. with a recap. Yeah. But there was no context. So if you hadn't seen Tuesdays, it wouldn't have made any sense, would no, it? No, no. So, and this was Angela But fuck Scanlon. those guys. People who haven't watched Tuesdays are dickheads. <laughs> that, well, they, that's, exactly the, that's exactly how they view their audience, with contempt. <laughs> yeah. Um, so th- this was the Keen were on. Speaking of Keen, mm. and she said, "Do you want what did she say, Scanlon? Do you want me to announce something on your behalf or something?" Oh, referencing yeah. the fuck up she made with Westlife. Yeah, something about uh, about with McFly, not Westlife. They're all the same, though, yeah, aren't they? McFly, Westlife, <laughs> Backstreet Boys. Chuck yeah. them in there. So McKean were on on Wednesday, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super group McKean. Um, yeah, no, she she re- she back referenced her mistake by saying, "Oh, shall I announce their tour or something?" Yeah. And Matt was like, "Oh, you duff." Yeah, it was a bit like that. It was, and then they had a woman, a a video of a woman crying at the. Somebody had filmed herself watching the one show. It was so weird, crying at the announcement of McFly going on tour Mm. in a sort of super girly fan, middle aged woman now sort of a way. But then Matt said it was fantastic in a really squeaky, high pitched voice. This was the reaction uh, from one fan. I like it. It's fantastic. Uh, It's quite endearing. No, it was. It was. I don't, I don't know why they showed that. It was just really kind of odd. Um, but, then but then they the used it as a punchline. Was it? Because I was like, "What's happened here?" Because I thought they then told her that something about Keen. She well, was the joke was. Well? What she was, was the joke? I the don't... joke. The, jo- the, the, the Hang on a second. Get my, get my fingers ready. Mm-hmm. The joke <laughs> was that the woman was crying at Keen being back together again. 
Well, I think okay, we all are. Right. Deep yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we are. I actually don't mind Keen. Yeah, me too. Oh, I like a bit of Keen. Same, yeah. same here. Right. Yeah. Honest, yeah. Yeah. Can all agree that. Well, everything everything changes. I like this. Very good. Thank very you. good. Thank <laughs> you. I'm trying to think of others. I know you are. Let's go, <laughs> Let's go back to Wednesday. Should we talk about the? Um, we all know. Should we talk about the live insert from Gaywood in Norfolk? Yeah. With Debbie McGee. Yes, Paul. Sorry, John. Love yes, John. <laughs> Take me there, John. Well, Debbie McGee Debbie is McGee. your roving reporter. Here I am, dressed as a secret spy in Gaywood, Norfolk. I'm going to surprise 18 local dancers. They're aged between 28 and 76. Now, they think they're here for a local news channel to film their dance teacher. But they're not. We're going to film them live later for the one show. Oh, Debbie, what a tease. The one show were doing a little trick on a dance club. Is that what they're called? A dance club? In Norfolk. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a euphemism for sex gang, though, doesn't it? Yeah, well, by the look of some of them, dance club. Yeah, that's what they do, isn't it? Well, that's what they said. They said all people pick up there as well. There you go. But I saw um, Debbie McGee outside a location reporting style broadcast van because they'd fooled a dance group in Norfolk by telling them that their local Look East news programme were going to come and interview the dance teacher, when really what was happening was that they were going to go live on the one show and dance for the nation while a Strictly judge sat on the green sofa and judged the fuck out of them. And and Debbie McGee was there as the bridge between these worlds because she was once on Strictly or something. Oh, that's why she was on there. There, Of course, she was on Strictly. Everyone's been on bloody Strictly now. I'm surprised someone in this room hasn't been on Strictly. I know, absolutely gutted. Um, I must have gone on my drunk. But uh, <laughs> I just I thought that was I'd be furious if I was at my local dance yeah, club. I'd and then they go and and what was really funny is they're announcing. So you're now going to be. You thought you were just coming here this evening. This is what. So sorry to bring it down and make it not like. But I just feel like. These kind of shows have zero respect for members of the public and sort of normal people, if you like. Where I just think, well, if if I'd want to know if 20 million people, like Mm. they told them, were going to be seeing them dance when they didn't realise that was happening and... Debbie McGee's going to be there. They're going to be on telly. Like loads of people yeah. are going to see it. Because with all due respect, I'd want to, to think about what I was going to wear. Yeah. I might have put a bit of makeup on, and I think, well, no, that's a shit surprise. Debbie, are you there? I am indeed. Here I am. I'm just outside the studio. The dancers are bang in the middle of rehearsals, so I'm going to go in and give them a big surprise. Stop what you're doing now. You think you're here for the local news channel to film your teacher. But no. I've got something much better for you. So she goes, oh, and Debbie McGee, she's beside herself with excitement. She's like, she's on something. She's so excited. She really was excited. She was so excited. And then she's like, and they start announcing, and you're going to be judged by someone on Strictly, and 20 million people are going to be watching it. And she just looks and she goes, they're all just shell-shocked. And I thought, yeah, you're bloody right. I'd be tearing your release form up in your face if that was me. (laughs) Bye. Um, uh, the Debbie, um, they were quite clever about it though, because I think what they'd done, they told them they could be on telly because of this whole Look East fakery. Right. Yeah, but Look East, so, with all due respect, how many viewers has that yeah. got? They think it's all right, it's a local news. I'll have yeah, exactly. to tell people to exactly. tune in and watch it. It's exactly. Fine. And I'm not saying that people didn't look nice, by the way, but I just think you should respect people and not surprise yeah. them. Yeah. Well, they did when Debbie walked in. So what was interesting? They got it. They got it. Obviously, got a camera already in the dance room. Mm. pretending it was from their local news programme. So then Debbie McGee then did a little piece to camera outside 
the door. She was the, very excited. Uh, very so still, excited. Still very excited. She then walked in with a cameraman, mm. cut to the camera that's already in there so you can see them walk in. Mm. And it was a wide shot, so you cut the reactions of these uh, poor dancers who didn't know what was going on. If you go back and watch it, they're looking, they don't recognise Debbie McGee. No. They don't know what's going She's walking in going, surprise, hello, it's me. And they're looking at her going, who's this woman? Now, admittedly, I wouldn't recognise Debbie McGee, um, you know, without an Alsatian in her fanny. Yeah. So... <laughs> You know, they're the only pictures of Debbie McGee I'm aware of. <laughs> so, if, unless she was coming in with that humping her leg, I wouldn't necessarily... Oh, it's Debbie McGee! Oh, it's Debbie McGee and Rex! <laughs> um, but but then, then there was this awkward bit when they had to go back to the studio, because now they're live on BBC One, so there's a TV in the room with them. That's showing the one. That's showing them on the one show. Yeah. But of course, the camera can't. We're listening to Matt Baker do another link. Talk about it. But we can't show Matt Baker because if we point the camera at the television, we're going to get a visual feedback loop. Mm. So that's going to go wrong. And then, the, or you could cut back to the studio. It was a bit of a mess. Follow us on, everybody. Come here. Where are we going? Where are we going? I'm just going to do a little bit of magic, everybody. There we go. Hello. Well, hello, Carol. Hello, CJ Dance at the Gearwood Church Room. Get Hi. Live Hi. OK, listen up, everybody, because we have a little challenge for you, because in about 30 minutes' time, if you are up for it, we would love to see you all perform a cha-cha-cha live on The One Show in front of millions. <laughs> The whole thing was being underpinned and held together by Debbie McGee was this sort of uh, like a haunted house elf just standing in the middle of it all, <laughs> getting increasingly yeah. wound up. And these people who, in the background, they just looked like they were shell-shocked. They looked like, you know when you get a news piece and there's, there's just members of the public standing in the background, like slack jaws. It's and then, really unfair. And they had this little chat. It's really unfair. They had this little chat. This gets even worse. They, when they had the chat with the woman who runs the dance group, who knew yeah. who was king in on it, right? She knew this was the one show. And she starts saying how good it is for people to dance because some people get arthritis. Including, well, actually, only one of them. It's you, isn't it, Ethel? <laughs> Ethel. <laughs> Stiff Ethel, as we call her. Oh, Poor Ethel. And also, there are people that suffer with arthritis, as one of the ladies here, that finds that... Um, Dancing really does help. Outed her arthritic legs on national yeah, television. Yeah. One person's got arthritis and it's her in the, oh. ba- at the back. I bet I genuinely think there was a producer shitting themselves when that happened. Because yeah. you, don't, yeah. you can't do that. You can't, you do, can't that. do that. That's no. what I mean about the lack of yeah. basic respect for members of the public terrible. that people, you get on those TV shows. People, come, people come here. Uh, well, she, you know, this woman is not television trained, of course, so she's going, oh, people come here, look at, look at old Arthur over here. He's got HIV. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's, he's going to die. But don't feel sad because something else is on in five minutes. <laughs> He's not a real person. I mean, it was terrible. That's the implication. What was? The, but then a really fit guy comes in, and then I think we all forgot ethics and everything. Was he the guy at McFly? No, oh. yeah. no, the dancer. He was beautiful. Oh yeah, there was a beautiful the guy they brought in. Dancer. I don't know. I don't watch Strictly. So Nor do who, I. I don't know, know. But I just went, oh hello. It's Graziano De Primo. <laughs> Have you got for them? So actually, you're gonna do a cha cha, so hip section, of course, dance on time, of course, and have fun between. But then, carry on watching this. But then, did you hear what Matt Baker said to get back when they got back to the studio? What he, what he's sort of outlined to Debbie was, woof, he said, keep it loose, Debbie. That's the advice from here. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I went straight back to that Alsatian rumour. I went straight back. <laughs> and then we had a film which for me was the dullest, dullest moment of the week. The film, one of two, about flu jabs. In the centre of London, there's a deadly virus on the move. Flu is one of the most dangerous viruses known to man. Each year it kills up to 15,000 people in the UK and 650,000 worldwide. Oh, I didn't God. see this one. Yeah, I didn't was. see this. The only good thing about it was um, the fact that it's one of my bugbears. Like, I'd, If I ever went on Room 101, I'd put in people who say they've got flu when they've got colds. Oh, I yeah. fucking hate people yeah, who go, yeah. oh, I've got the flu, I've got a bit of flu. You fucking haven't. It's cold, it's cold. You're, yeah, it's a cold, mm, please mm. stop. And Beecham's are responsible in a way, Pfizer are responsible for labelling yeah. cold and flu things, I guess. But yeah. like, it's infuriating. And I thought, I'm glad this has happened because if all those people do watch the one show, hopefully they'll learn from this and stop saying they've got flu when they've got a cold. Yeah, so if you are listening, it's a cold. Yeah. It's a cold. And if it is flu, very sorry for your loss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they did say they did say <laughs> that. Oh, they, they went to the Francis Crick Institute to film this, where mm. they have filmed before. So you know, they've got them on well, speed. They've got dial. contacts there, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then they told us that um, this man who runs it was going to go on a conference uh, to pitch his flu vaccine to the World Health Organization, along with everybody else in the Northern Hemisphere who works on flu vaccines. Mm. That's the premise of the film. Right. I mean, it's not great in <laughs> He's just going to pitch. Yeah. It's not Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, is it? Not really. We then watch a man do a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> about, about <laughs> flu viri. Um, and also quite striking there is the number of 3C3A viruses that have appeared over the last couple of months. <laughs> Along with all of these people from around the world, it was staggeringly dull. The only thing I did learn from it was that the flu virus jab that they came up with in 2017 was only 15% effective, uh, and flu flu deaths tripled. Well, well done. Oh, oh really? God. Well done, everybody. That's a hell of a pitch, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's harder than a fourth series going over there. <laughs> <laughs> How effective were your last ones? Well, we'll go on to that later. <laughs> this one. It was so... Any questions? Not that question. Yeah, yeah. So boring. Two versions of this. Following the head of the Francis Crick Institute as he delivers a PowerPoint presentation to the World Health Organization information meeting on the compositions of influenza vaccines in the Northern Hemisphere 2019 to 2020. That was a feature on the one show. Yes. Mm -hmm. Two. Two films they got out of this. That's extraordinary, isn't it? And that's the yin to the yang of Mm. the handbrake turn this week. Crab fucking! Mm. Martin Clunes is on the sofa. Martin, your (laughs) character is known for being a bit crabby. (laughs) Well, now we're talking about the mating rituals of the Welsh crab. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Right, on we go. Uh, Martin, actually, your character, Doc Martin, he's, he's known for being a bit crabby. Yes. A little bit crabby. Because, well, we're now talking about the mating rituals of the Welsh crab. <laughs> Cut to VT. Cut to VT. Oh, Clues is walking off. Clues is walking oh, off. Oh, my God. And what do we learn here? Crabs piss your insects out of their eyes. They do. They jizz out of their eyes. She has a very clever strategy where she produces some pheromones in her urine, and the urine comes out just at the base of the eye here. They're actually peeing, weeing through their eyes. Mm-hmm. And these not only quieten the male down so he doesn't eat her, but he will also mate with her and protect her. So he's changed from becoming a predator to a protector. That's fantastic news. Clever little crab. Wow. It's incredible what we've learned we on the one show this week. We do learn. We do learn. I liked this film. It. Yeah, yeah, it was good. What did you make of it? 
the soft crabs. I thought it was really weird how they sort of kept sticking with the girl in a nightclub analogy for the crab. Yeah. You know, and talking about her being vulnerable. And I thought, that's a bit fucking dark. So we know we've got a number of males in the pool here as well. What happens if we put her in? They'll try and mate with her and also they'll probably try and fight each other as well for possession of the crab. Okay, all right, should we put her in then? There you go, lovely lady. Oh, 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 so, oh, oh, okay, right, so that male has just grabbed the female, female. has got her tucked underneath him. Mm-hmm. There's another the male one, coming they're, they're in. They're having a fight now. And they're attacking each other. Oh, one one of those will mate with her. He's got her upside down now. He's yep. going to try and mate with her. That is incredible. And and the guy is goes from being a predator to a protector. Yeah. And I thought, oh god, I really don't like this. Well, it was <laughs> it like was it was it was the most unwoke film it you could ever really have. But because was. it was about crabs, if you take the word crab out there this is and just I gone felt. humans, yeah. yeah. It and was, I thought you may as well be filming Cardiff High Street on a you know, <laughs> St Mary Street on a Friday night. Going, <laughs> the, the guy comes down from Merthyr on the bus. <laughs> the girls are vulnerable. They're all soft. They're out with their fake tan. They've yeah. taken a lot of their clothes off. Yeah. And they, the guy comes, he's, he's the predator. Mm. But then he grabs her as she pisses out of her eyes. I mean, we'll take that bit out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was that. Yeah. That is, I mean, it and is. Another so another crab, another man crab will come and yeah. try and get involved as yeah. well. It was then they'll have a fight, weird. just like the high street. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, 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 then we'll all have chips. But did you not think? <laughs> did you not think? <laughs> crab, crab and chips. <laughs> crab it was a chips. bit like watching Debbie McGee thrown into a dance hall full of full dogs. Of, <laughs> full of <crab. laughs> I'm Mark Haynes. And I'm Julia Rayside. And over the next four months, we'll be taking you through the highs and lows of Strictly Come Dancing. All the winners. The losers. The huge name stars and the other ones. The inevitable relationship traumas. The gags. The pitiful gags. The awful, awful gags. The wonderful outfits. The complex structure of bets that could leave you better off by one million pounds. And everything that happens both on and off the dance floor. It's the curse of Strictly. Keep listening, subscribing, telling your friends and dancing. Pauling. It's absolutely awful. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. But obviously it was like human nature and crab nature. It was like, you know, we're not supposed to say these base human instinct things anymore about men being protectors and, and that just the mm. sex thing and the basic hormone. But it was just that with crabs. It was, it yeah. was yeah. really strange to watch. Really well, it's a bit like someone's got a pet dog and they've channeled all their emotions through the pet dog, don't, don't they? They were like anthropomorphising the crabs. <laughs> but that's what they're doing, yeah, exactly. Yeah, in a bad way. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, but they're telling human truths that are still there. But yeah. on the one show, primetime TV. Yeah, it was really jarring. Mm. The opening Wonderful. shot for it, though, I was, I was gripped by the opening shot. It was a bit of one-show technicals that I've not seen before. Uh, there was a, the presenter was walking across a beach, and she walked up to a rock pool, and the camera started high, went down low as she was walking and talking, and then the, as she finished the sentence, the camera went underwater. In summer, our shorelines play host to a spellbinding love affair. Hidden away amongst the seaweed and the rock pools, a female seductress is about to cast her spell. You know the cameraman just dropped it in the water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve! Sorry, a, guys. Good shot. I was impressed yeah, with that. Yeah, and then yeah. there were a load of shots from underwater, in the water with the crab. Yeah, there mm. were. Shooting up through the water to the presenter and the, the yeah. science guy. Crab cam. The crab POV. Crab cam. The shots, they shot the, these crabs, including the sponge, which they infused with crab milky eye pheromone sex urine. Right. And then, so did, did that mean someone had to wank off a crab's eyes yes. to get that pheromone <laughs> Matt Baker's going, I'll do it, I'll oh do that. Oh, my God. I'm just here, here you join me. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just flicking off a crab's eye for a feature tonight. I'm just going to, oh, catch that in the sponge. Put it, put it on me Instagram. Put it on me Instagram. That's crab or hypnol, that oh. is. What was it like wanking off a crab? <laughs> this week you wanked off a crab. What was it like? And then they, what then, did that feel like? They, they infused this sponge with it and then gave it to a crab, which then tried to... They, Forced a sponge on a crab, it, and yeah. it all felt a bit cruel as well. Like, yes. I thought, like I'm, you know, I'm not a vegan, so I can't sort of. But I thought, no, God, I completely agree. And, like and the way fighting. and the way she went, yeah, and she was holding this crab, going, "Oh, it's really soft and really vulnerable." And she's like, "Oh, look, it's trying to nip me, but it can't because it's too soft." I thought, yeah, it doesn't want you to be doing this. Put it down. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. It just felt yeah, a bit yeah, like. Yeah. And I remember Casualty got loads of complaints years ago when a goldfish bowl smashed off the side of something, and everyone wrote in, going, "Right, what the fuck happens to that goldfish? Is it all right?" <laughs> and they had to say, "God, it wasn't a real goldfish." Yeah. And I thought, does that still happen? Will people be writing in, going, "That was really out of order, that bit of the crab"? Well, they'd argue that the crabs are doing what they all do in nature, aren't they? I mean, Matt Baker all but argued out at the end when it came out of that VT. Oh, went back to Matt been. Baker and went, I think Richard Attenborough would be proud of that. Richard Attenborough. <laughs> David Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's Dickie Attenborough yeah, level yeah. of, uh, of fiction. <laughs> that is a film that David Attenborough wasn't proud of. I'm, I'm I'm really do. I really do. I love that, though. I do, it is fab. <laughs> and then Martin Glynn's bloody starts giving crab recipes. I know, you've just anthropomorphised these crabs and now you know how to eat them. Well, the way they got into that was amazing. So Clunes, another good part by the way, I know you didn't like it, Beth, but I, but he, <laughs> I know, he, oh. he just said we were watching pornography. That was very oh, good. Is and, um, pornography. Oh, hey! hey. Yeah. Yeah. Here all night. We'll see you for the next hour. Anyway. <laughs> that only took me six minutes. <laughs> It was worth it. It took me six minutes. Yeah, to be fair. Then, in that classic one show way, Matt, Matt was all you're right. He was he was saying, "I love that. I love crabs. I love. I do. I do. I love crabs. I do love crabs." Can I shock you? I like wine. <laughs> Can I shock you? <laughs> and then crabs. Scanlon went to clues. You love crabs, don't you? And I thought it was going to be about like you did about the nature yeah, of crabs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're amazing creatures. And he just went, "Yeah, I, I just here's how I cook them." You love crabs, don't you? I right. love crabs. Yeah. <laughs> 
twice a week when you're filming. Oh, in Cornwall, yeah. I do. I yeah. do. That seems a bit savage. Do you want to do your recipe? Do you do a crab speciality? I boil up the pasta, linguine yeah. or spaghetti, or whatever. Then I separate the brown meat from the white meat. Yeah. Put the brown meat in the pan whilst the spaghetti's draining. Uh, fry that up with some garlic and some chilli and some olive oil and some lemon juice. Then toss in the spaghetti and a few capers, <laughs> and then dress it with the white meat on top, and you have quids oh. in. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> just the boil them alive. And then yeah. it was just it was going on and on. I had a bit of chilli, I have a linguine. I separate yeah. the brown meat from the white meat. I thought, mm. all right, mate, we're all still oh, back thinking to uh, about the back meat. to Cardiff on a Friday night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 That's diversity in action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we talk about the Doc Martin fans from around the world? Oh, yes, please. Mm. Wonderful. Oh, this was... didn't see it, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> you missed a treat here. Hawaii um, was my favourite. Who was yours? Well, I th- well, I did like Hawaii, but I think California for reasons that I'll explain. But why don't you why do you tell us what was going on? This was sort of global Doc Martin loving. Yeah, and they were asking um, fans from around the world to pose questions. And the okay. uh, lovely lady from Hawaii, who I want to know if they told her to put a flower in her hair yeah, or if she right. chose that. Yeah. I just, that's a question. That's yeah. a note for the production team. Ask um, Matt on his Instagram account. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At Matt Baker Official. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so she asked the question uh, to Martin Clunes, um, who the age difference is weird with him and his. I've never watched that programme. Oh, it's right. So so weird. Weird. We should but, explain like, it. Why or, is his wife 40 years younger? Also than on the sofa, is. yeah, is the actress Caroline Katz, yeah. who plays Louisa in Doc Martin. Yeah. And he plays Doc Martin. And they, they've eight series of this or something where it's a will they, won't they? I think they're now married in the programme or something. I can't oh, know. I don't that, that, I've never seen that it. That trope of the I older male that. star oh, with the younger so girl has really aged badly. It's aged so badly. And he's this cranky older doctor and she's this like beautiful, sparky. Ludicrously and I'm like, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, of course they're together. Of course they fucking are. Well, he's now her protector, and a puts, he is, she yeah, squirts yeah, urine yeah. out of her eyes. It's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the old old age story. Um, so this lady asks, um, "You're both married to other people in real life. So how do you do such ro- such realistic romantic scenes together?" Was that the question from Hawaii? Yeah. Yes. I, I wanted to go. Hello, Miss Hawaii. Have you heard of affairs? Okay, so let's head somewhere in the world and find out oh. um, what they would like to ask you. Uh, let's Jet set off to Honolulu, I think. Honolulu? I know, we're going global. Aloha, Martin and Caroline, all the way from Honolulu, Hawaii. My name is Catherine Crozier, and I'm an insanely rabid fan of Doc Martin. My question is, how do you both so convincingly play the romantic scenes when you are married to other people? (laughs) (laughs) Also, I mean, have you seen her? I'm sure Martin has no problem. Also, ask that question on Strictly, because you know Strictly's an absolute fuckfest every year. Who's going to fuck this uh, year? Also... Why don't you know what acting is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. so many levels. I enjoyed that question. But then well, they could, you could ask so that question. Do you answer you it? could genuinely ask Martin Clunes, "Why don't you know what acting is?" I yeah, yeah. That <laughs> they glossed over then the woman from California. Well, first of all, they kept introducing the wrong country, didn't they? Oh, so, so, so uh, Angela Scanlon went. We're going to Bangalore now, and then uh, Matt just went Rotterdam. <laughs> okay, well, off to Bangalore now. Rotterdam, Rotterdam even. It's got a Rotterdam. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Or anywhere. Or anywhere. Or Rome. Or Rome. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, but then the woman in California, she said, Hi, Louisa. 
Hi, Martin. Louise is the character. Oh, lovely. Hi, Louisa. Hi, Martin. This is Patsy from California. Caroline's the actress. Oh. Actor. Mind you, Martin uh, is called uh, Martin, Martin in the thing, though, isn't Martin, it, to be fair? <laughs> Doc Martin. Yeah. So, so I don't know whether she, she was confused or not, but they didn't mention it. They let that go. Yeah, let that, yeah, yeah. So they, they yeah. but I can't remember what she asked about some stupid question anyway. And then the woman, <laughs> well, then, it, then Rotterdam and Liverpool and Rome and then Bangalore. And then they went, then I just don't know what the point of this was. And then we found out that Martin Clunes wouldn't pay for a baby's medical hat. <laughs> <laughs> a baby that played, I think, the ba- their baby in Doc Martin. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that right? This tiny baby, mm-hmm. right? Uh, who was in one series of Doc Martin, got ill in real life. Okay, and then okay. Uh, Matt said to Matt, uh, Matt Baker said to Martin, he said, but, uh, Martin did something very special for Alfie, one of the youngest members of the Doc Martin cast, and they cut to this woman. Um, telling the story that, that her baby child was the baby in Doc Martin, yeah. but then got very, very ill, kept having seizures. Oh, and the only way to, uh, to, to, to help medically was a, a special uh, hat, a cap, if you like, for the baby that would alter, I think it altered its brain waves so it would stop having seizures. Mm-hmm. But it's very expensive was the point. And she said, I was a single mother at the time and I couldn't afford to, to buy this hat, this medical hat for this baby. And she said, but Martin, Martin, Martin. And I thought she was going to say, gave me the money. Yeah, of course that's what's going to happen now. No, it isn't. No. No. Martin, not even Martin, somebody, she said, sent me, from the production team, sent me a signed script of Doc Martin. And I and I auctioned that off, uh, and a suit worn by Martin Clune. And I auctioned, I put that on up for auction, and a woman from America bought it. We got two thousand pounds. I think she said two thousand pounds. Yeah. So that's more than we needed. She said, and and so thanks to that, my baby is was 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 fine. And then there was this parcel for Alfie's helmet fund. So I opened the parcel, and it was a script signed by Martin Clunes and the suit that Martin wore on set. And a lovely lady from America, I believe, bought it for nearly £2,000. And before we knew it, we had, if not double the amount of money we needed for Alfie. And I'm thinking, just pay for the hat, Why don't you just buy the hat, Martin? Yeah, buy a hat. That's but Martin, awful. to be fair as well, looked proud as punch. Oh, he did. Mm. He didn't he, see that. He, could, no, he, he couldn't he, see he that. He could have taken a fraction of yeah. Martin Clunes's one episode, I imagine, of yeah. Doc Martin money. Yeah. A fraction of it, and just said, I'll buy the hat. That, that, yeah. that but Al- no. Alfie, the kid, earned, to be fair, yeah. by being in it. Give him his bloody wages. It's like on Pointless when, um, what's his name, Alexander Armstrong says, you've won £300, yeah. which is how much I got paid for saying that sentence. I know! And then they had the kid who is now, I don't know. He looks about five. His name's Alfie, and he's yeah. so cute. Wasn't he cute? So he's got the same kid. What's hilarious is he looks, Alfie's face, please go back and look at this. His face is what my face would be if I was on the one show. He just looks like he's going to corpse the whole time. He always looks on the edge of like an embarrassed, I'm about to laugh and I know I shouldn't. Oh, it's God. wonderful. But he but he was there. And fine now, thanks to, th- not thanks to Martin Clunes. <laughs> no. With no thanks. Thanks to Martin's suit. But then Martin is, uh, Martin Clunes is sort of leaning into him, sort of going, uh, and again, they're saying, thank you, Martin Clunes. You say, you did this. Yeah. You, you, he's yeah. here because of you. And Someone, he, uh, the line manager Ma- sent the script. Ma- Nothing to do with Martin Clunes. And, and Martin Martin Clunes just, just went, him being here is thanks enough. <laughs> <laughs> he 
could have just paid oh, for it himself. Right. He should have just then pulled two grand oh. out of his pocket and gone, and now treat yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I now you're better. Give me that. Yeah, just get, an, get, get, get a pirate's hat. Get any yeah, hat you fucking yeah. like. Here's yeah. two grand. You, I'm Martin Clunes. You yes. can put a price on a baby's life, and it's under about 800 quid. Yeah, that's what he did. Uh, right, well, we're coming, uh, we're coming uh, up to the end, really. I mean, is there any, any, any other business um, that we have I feel slightly yet? sad that we haven't talked about the uh, racing on the sands uh, thing. There's a feature in... Alex uh, Riley's film. Uh, Alex Riley. I love Alex Riley. Yeah. He's, he's He looks like an extra from Scooby-Doo, doesn't he, Alex Riley? He looks like he could be like an aged one of the Scooby-Doo gang. He's yeah. got this extraordinarily lanky yeah. sort of yeah. look to him. Uh, and he went to a beach where people were racing odd cars up and down the beach because, of course, the summer holidays are over now. So people are on the beach racing cars. Let's. I mean, it would be polite to call them eccentrics, wouldn't it? I think that's yeah. a polite <laughs> and description of what they were. Essentially, they uh, raced all sorts of things like a giant wheel, which only got up to 28 miles an hour. Yeah. Quite disappointing. Well, they, they, yeah, they had this thing, a, a big wide shot of this expanse of sand, yeah. which made you, you know, it took you back to the, the Bluebird or some, you know, land speed records on the salt flats of Utah. Mm. And it, it was that kind of vibe. And then some bloke in a homemade hamster wheel just went at 20 miles an hour oh, across the sand. Oh, to shit. You can imagine a hamster in a hamster wheel. Yes. And then you give him a motorbike to ride inside of it. Tom's monowheel struggles on the sand, but still hits 28.5 miles an hour. Then there was there was someone in a shed. Someone put a shed on with and got to 103 miles an hour. And, and the part of you that's been going, this is shit, goes, ah, oh, fair play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you've yeah. driven a shed at over 100 miles an hour. Well done, you. It was like that other side pun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, all right, you've saved this. The whole other side, the whole nipple, the, the whole yeah, thing yeah. with, with the, the nipple and the yeah. other side, I was like, Oh, this, is good. this is good TV, this. I'm yeah. enjoying this. Thanks, John I'm Holmes, in. for making me watch this it shit. Wins, it wins you round, you see, it does. And then uh, Keen were on to close it up, close it, of course. Well, what did they close with? Before, a brand new single that no, no. one's interested in. Okay. Oh. Something, yeah. I It was another thing of going, odd. okay, why are you back together? Yeah. Like McFly, what, and they, they did, rather, McFly obviously didn't mention, McFly didn't go, because we were shit and our records were crap, that's why we stopped. <laughs> yeah. But Keen said, Keen did have, didn't it, famously, a sort of falling out. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and I think Tom Chaplin, the singer, it was on drug, he had to go to rehab, I think. Yeah. I'll check that before I understand. No, what it's true. That's what happened. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, good. Um, uh, but here's the other thing. Tom Chaplin out of Keen, you know, in my head, slightly pudgy, long hair, sort of good-looking guy, but, but now he's like a god. He's, he's, oh, done what, really? he's done what Ricky Wilson out the car. Ricky Wilson used to be fat yeah. out the Kaiser Chiefs, and then he had that makeover, and now yeah. Ricky Wilson looks super hot, right? Yeah. And, and Tom... Completely unrecognisable. I wouldn't have recognised him. Uh, but um, oh my really? god, it's Tom Chaplin. Because he always looked like a, a like a, a potato, like a handsome potato. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like a Pringle. Yeah. So it's quite <laughs> big and sort of there's an odd shape to him. But not now. Not no, anymore. Good for him. Well not done. anymore. Well done, yeah. Tom. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. Again, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a gay gentleman. But if I was, uh-huh. uh, him and Dougie out of McFly would have quite made my week. <laughs> it was. There was quite a lot of hot guys on this week. Then, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's been really. a great week for great hot guys. Week I think Matt Baker's handsome. Did you notice the um in the in the Keen uh, Keen interview as well, there were two very quick back to backs. One from Scanlon. Uh, how did it feel to get back together? How does it feel? Yeah. Yeah. Six yeah, years old. Yeah. How did that feel? How did that feel? Yeah, that how did nice. that feel to yeah, get back yeah. together? Followed very quickly by Matt going. How did it feel playing the new stuff then that, that you'd written in this time when you weren't together? As <laughs> 
And that seems like a good place to bring this week's proceedings to a close. Please remember to tell your friends about this podcast. Rate and please rate and please review and please rate and review. <laughs> They're the one, just sound desperate enough now. <laughs> They're the one show show on iTunes because, you know, it helps us out. And if you're a reviewer of podcasts and audio and stuff, you know, for papers and stuff. Go fuck not? yourself. Right. Sorry, it's not helpful, <laughs> is it? Sorry. You can't write about this instead. Write about his bloody George the Poet. Yeah. Or blooming feminism. <laughs> We've got feminism on. Beth's been on for most of this. That's true, actually, yeah. Yeah. So write about Beth, you shit. (laughs) But while you're remembering to do that, also remember this and remember it well. When you look at the television to look at the one show, the one show also looks back into you. (laughs) Goodbye. This could be Rotterdam or anywhere, Liverpool or Rome, because Rotterdam is anywhere, anywhere alone. Anywhere Hello, I'm Jack Beaumont. I do Crime Club. In Series 1, I spoke to people like this. Did you not kick a policeman in the head? Yeah, that was... When was that? I was 17. Wait, was I 17 or 19? I think it might have been 19, actually. In Series 2, I talked to people like this. There was a paedophile with one leg. I kicked him clean out his wheelchair. About four of us... I mean, we battered him. And this. Cheated on your boyfriend to give him gonorrhea? Do you want to go there or would you rather not? Yeah, no, 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 I could talk about it. I have jingles like this. That's Crime Club, where strange people tell stories involving bad behaviour. New episodes out every Monday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.